0: What, what are your thoughts on like um, multiverse and, you know, quantum physics and mechanics and things like that?
1: I think personally, I've thought about this a lot. I spend a fair amount of time thinking about eternity, thinking about myself as, okay, if I'm an inter- eternal, infinite being, what would that, what does that mean? How does that go? If I'm formless, you know and I, and somehow I'm a formless, intelligent, free being, but I got no body. Well now, how does that work? And I don't have the answer, okay? I don't have the answer, but I know it works. I've had experiences that I can't describe in words that are good and felt
0: right. Hey, I'm Armando Leduc, producer, film actor, and owner of Leduc Entertainment. I've chosen a life off the beaten path and wanted to find others that are doing the same. Spaghetti on the Wall is a show based on all of the years that I've thrown spaghetti on the wall and nurtured what stuck. We will share fun stories, ideas, tips, tricks, and more. Welcome to Spaghetti on the Wall. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on when you are consuming Spaghetti on the Wall. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode with Jim Holbein. Don't you just wish you could walk around and have applause anytime you oh, you hear your name?
1: Heck no, man. You like wouldn't want you wouldn't want that. I don't <laughs> like celebrity much. No, man. I like you don't like the celebrities.
0: <laughs> Jim, Jim, you you're an accomplished man, um, author, attorney, public speaker, teacher, mentor, um. Talk about, let's, let's, let's dive right in and talk about what it is that you're working on right now.
1: All right, that sounds good. Thank you, by the way, for having me on the program. I sincerely yeah. appreciate it. This I'm glad you're a, here. Yeah, it's a nice opportunity, it's fun. So uh, what am I doing now? Well, I work with um, the brown Law Group in Dallas, but I live up in Northern Virginia and I just I've been working remotely with them for three years. I'm an attorney with them, and I work in international trade and customs law, Um, work on lots of different kinds of agreements, help put together distribution arrangements, help trademark products, help both importing and exporting of products, and give a lot of advice to companies that are kind of in the startup phase. Because I have my own company that was a startup that I've had for over 20 years. That's a consulting company. And I just I kind of know my way around. Plus, I was a federal executive for quite a while. I have over 30 years in federal government, so I kind of know my way around government and can assist clients with that. So that's kind of what I'm working on. But, <laughs> to not to ramble too much, I'm also working on digital assets. And I believe that there is a greenfield opportunity to help create a new... Type of economy or a new sector of the economy. It won't replace it, but it'll expand the economy into a digital asset based economy. So, uh, the United Like so- NFTs
0: and things like that?
1: Uh, NFTs. NFTs. NFTs can be used for, you know, if people don't know what those are, non fungible tokens. Okay, and they're typically a picture or a pixelated thing, them board beach apes and all that jazz that are out there. And it's been used for digital art. But if you think about it, that's intellectual property. And if you think about NFTs as a mechanism for transferring intellectual property automatically, and you wrap a smart contract around intellectual property, and NFT <laughs> has a lot of value can transact automatically, and it's a very safe way to convey it and it should or IP, and it should be being used for music and books and technical. Products, You know, uh, I'm working with a company up in Canada that's got a new bio coal product and we're trying to negotiate a license agreement so that we have the rights to use that and make this new type of fuel. And then the technical plans, etc., could be transferred with the uh, NFTs to help build production plants and stuff. So there's, anyway, I'm interested in a lot of different things and those are that, things that I'm actually doing.
0: Look. I am super interested in this whole, you know, NFT, crypto movement. Um, I've got a couple of clients that that I work with that are in that space. Um, Trying to wrap my head around. How to incorporate how to incorporate that into my business and how can I incorporate that into the into the businesses of my clients? I'm super interested in.
1: Yeah, well, the answer is yes. However. <laughs> Wait, yeah. because the United States has not regulated this. Right. The SEC is, Gary Gensler is, I think he's just trying to grandstand and make himself into a polit- politician, is what I see, because he's taking crazy ass positions on a lot of stuff. I think they've gone overboard on vilifying and just absolutely t- trying to make cryptocurrency horrible at the same time there are a lot of fraudsters in crypto. And so, I think we need the the crypto winner that's going on right now, and the contraction in the space is probably a good thing to win out and get the fraudsters, push them out, get them out and only have companies that can comply with more substantial regulation to remain in the space. And then we start growing. On the basis of the distributed ledger technology, it is the basis for blockchain, which is the basis for crypto. Which is not the only story. Crypto is this much of, of a huge arena of yeah. digital assets and and uh, uh, digital uh, dis- distributed ledger technologies that are going to be available and can help us. I'm I'm trying to as a lawyer. My interest is okay when there is regulation one can I help shape it and then two when it comes out how can I help companies to comply because they're going to need a lawyer who knows how to implement this stuff that's what I do that's where I want to be that's hallelujah yeah, I mean that's great Moore, man that's what I do I've had many many instances in my career where I helped write a, i helped negotiate the US Canada free trade agreement in the 1980s and then it came time to put the dispute settlement provisions into effect in U.S. And, and set up an organization. And I just dove into that head first and became the first secretary of the FTA binational secretariat, it was called. Jim, so you're, here, you're a big deal. Oh, man, I'm, I, I try to, I've always tried to go for things to do that sounded like fun and paid okay right you know? i mean the money was important but that was never what i went after i always went to try to do something that sounded like it was interesting and could be fun and I'm 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 an interesting person at least in part because i'm interested in a lot of stuff and i go out and i study and i think and i work on a lot of stuff and i try to help make things work make People want to achieve their dream. Well, tell me what your dream is, and how are we going to accomplish that? I'll put together a plan, and I'll work with you to implement that plan, and we'll try to get you to your dream. That's my job. That's what I do. I mean, no, that's I'm how great. I see it. Literally, that's really great. Well, it's true. I mean, <laughs> virtual being true.
0: So t- I know, right? So talk to me about how do you feel like they're going to regulate this? How can you? How can they regulate this? Are there? You know, they're going to they, unleash AI
1: um, in order AI, to regulate that? No, you don't need AI to regulate, but you need AI to make it work better. AI is a good tool. It's just, you know, that's, a, that's another whole conversation. Let's not get there yet. How are they going to regulate it? Well, first off, everything requires um, under the laws that are going to apply to the financial aspects of this, and particularly in crypto, They're the biggest concern, really the underlying just crisis fear is that uh, these anonymous wallets allow people to move money around and we don't know who it is, and they could be doing terrorism and all kind of bad things. What they don't do is the flip side. Yeah, but they could also allow a lot of good people to do a lot of good things. And they could free up dishwashers and you know, small business owners and guys like you running a nice business and trying to grow it and enable payments and things to go much quicker. And you're not doing anything wrong. You're not supporting, you know, some kind of treason or trying to send arms to Iran. You're just trying to do your business and help your clients. Right. But because they vilify it say, oh, my God, you might you might fund a terrorist with an anonymous wallet. Oh, what are you going to do? Oh, baloney. That's baloney. I mean, yes, you have to. There's ways for a company that's a legitimate incorporated company registered with a state somewhere. Okay. Yes, have a wallet and say who you are. So Amazon, I suspect, already has a dozen wallets, and they're Amazon wallets, and they're known, and they pass bank inspection and all the other regulation they need. That's how you do it. You get anybody who's transacting less than, say, 50 grand a year through their wallet, do they have to register? 50 grand worth of terrorism in the whole lot. Okay, maybe that works, maybe not. If they're gonna set up 10,000 wallets and have 10,000, 50,000 accounts, okay. But they could, there's ways to track that. You can see on the blockchain where the money's going. and And it isn't actually, it's more transparent than what the SEC, the information the SEC has in front of it to regulate now. They have less information now than blockchain provides. So, okay, companies declare their wallets. Okay, that's I don't see that that's a big deal. If you're doing more than 50,000 a year through your wallet, you gotta declare, and that's how you regulate it. It really isn't that hard, to be honest with you. I, I think they're just playing games for political purposes. Come on, Congress is acting like no nuts they're they're idiots they're acting like they're idiots and i know for a fact most of them are <laughs> not but collectively they're acting like they're stupid and they shouldn't they don't have to you know a lot of the people i have tremendous respect for but in the collective let whole debt crisis thing for crime i'm sorry i'm launching off but the whole all right debt- go ahead So why we're the here whole crisis thing is a political you know celebrity it's political celebrity oh my god there's a crisis that we've created so you'll think that we're relevant and you'll vote for us because you know who we are shut up guys do your job and quit playing celebrity just do your jobs you know i mean i'm an opinionated person i'm sorry
0: (laughs) that's why we're here i want to know your opinion but um yeah so so regulations hopefully can come quicker uh than sooner than later
1: i think other countries are going to beat us to it i think the eu is trying really hard to do something they just passed a regulation in the past week it looks like it's a really reasonable step forward i haven't analyzed it in depth but the summary i've read looks like they're trying to move forward in a constructive way and bring in that kind of business and Luxembourg, for example, has a tremendous setup for crypto. I mean, they're they're the bottom. UK is trying to do it as well. I think other countries are gonna beat us and we're just playing games instead of actually fostering innovation and trying to create a part of the economy that's new and innovative. And we Americans are gonna lose because our politicians are acting stupid.
0: Yeah. Isn't that the thing though? It's like there's so there's there's so much fighting on both sides that like we can't get done.
1: The debt ceiling, they came together in the center, the center coalition of Dems and Republicans is actually bigger than the fringe, you know, on each side. And if you add them up they're about 120 people, and there are about a hundred and twenty people and there's four hundred and thirty five in the house and so there's a a really solid center coalition of you know 300 and some that could pass anything they want, bulletproofed. And all they gotta do is come together and quit acting like they're so apart. I mean, don't they care about the people? Aren't they actually interested in helping their the citizens rather than filling their bank accounts? I mean, truthfully, they're all about getting the money so they can run for their job. And they're so busy confusing yeah. What they're supposed to do for the people with getting the money to be elected, and those, those that push pull is tough, man, and it, yeah. it's hard on them. I feel for them. Like they're they're constantly running to stay in place. They're yeah. two yeah. years election cycle. That's tough, man. It's hard to sit down and actually do anything constructive because you're every six months of a uh, you get eighteen months kind of sort of in the job, six months where you got to run for office. That's tough. And now it's you're running for office, you're collecting money all the time because it's so expensive. Well, I don't know. I don't know that that's a good system for us to be running the country. I kind of wish we'd have another constitutional convention and work some of these kinks out. (laughs) I agree with you, I agree (laughs) with you.
0: Whatever. Yeah, no, I I mean.
1: But that's the problem. The politics is the problem. And in my opinion, that's the big problem.
0: And it almost feels like, you know, When, you know, when, when September 11th happened and -hmm. there was like, there was like a, (laughs) there was like an enemy to focus on. Everybody sort of kind of gathered around to like, Mm -hmm. all right, we're, our focus is there. And now since this is like, there's nothing really there. It's like, all right, well then, then you guys got to fight each other. You know what I mean? Like then, then there, cause there's always that, you know, we have to be against something. You know, and I just, I guess it's human nature, right?
1: Yeah, maybe. But I think the, you know, it seems to me the (laughs) principle that I am attuned to is there's two of them. You know, out of the declaration, we get to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I'm just trying to live my life and be free and pursue my happiness, which includes making money and and taking care of my family, et cetera. I think most people are kind of like that. My lived experience isn't anywhere near as contentious as what I read about and hear about in the media. Every day it's division, it's bad, it's horrible, everything horrible, but my lived experience isn't so bad. Well, that's not to say bad stuff doesn't go on because I have lots of bad stuff. Yep. You know, people died and you know, in operations and all the stuff that happens to people, it happens to us. Right yeah. now, there's smoke in the air around here because we've got fires in Canada that are burning so bad they're sending smoke down here into northern Virginia. That's horrible. I Very saw cool. that. You know, but that said, basically, my lived experience is much better than what I'm hearing about in the, you know, in, in the media and all the rest. So I don't, I think united we stand. Yeah. And divided we fall. So let's stop being so divided. Those of us who are kind of, taking care of family and taking care of our lives and trying to live happy as we can. We're the majority. We just don't acknowledge it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, opinion. no, I hear you. I, I I, just I can't watch the news anymore. Yeah. I just can't do it.
1: Yeah. It's, Once a week, that's all I do. I read the paper, that's it. Yeah. And I scan it. I just kind of scan it. And
0: I <laughs> just, yeah, it just it's so negative. It's just like, uh Again, you know, and my wife has my wife has updates, you know, on her phone that like tracks things that are happening here in the city. And it's just terrible. It's awful. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's happening right now. Some, you know, some somebody getting shot and. You are, you, know? are you a student of history? Yeah.
1: OK, I've read a book. I think it's one of the best I've read called The Fourth Turning by Neil Howe and David Strauss. It was written in 1997, and it posits that there are four 80-year cycles that have gone through the United States. Ah, yes. States, Up here, yeah. right? And and each the end of each cycle, there's a, there's four 20-year periods. I'll go with the whole theory, but at the end of each 80-year cycle is a crisis, and the first one was the American Revolution in the 1780s. The second was the um uh, civil war ending in 1865 the end of that crisis the third one was world war ii which ended in 1945 80 years exactly the next cycle this crisis we're in now ends in 2025 and flips to something new there's a, a a turning point Right. And I think that's legit. I I think that the theory is right. Could be. I don't think we're stuck here forever. I think we're going to get past this. We're going to reunite. We're going to find a better common cause for a social contract among our people. That's going to be better. And we're going to a lot of people will sign off on that. And it's going to be led by the young people, not us boomers, but it's going to be the the gen uh, the millennials and then the Gen Zers who lead. Thank God. (laughs) <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: know, right? Well, who knows? Who knows on that level? But I, yeah. I, I, oh, I, love the optimism for sure. I'm definitely an optimistic guy. Um, you know, I've, 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 I've had the pleasure of interviewing some really cool people on on this podcast, and I interviewed uh, this guy Chris Ronis, who, um, you know, military veteran, and uh, and he was just talking about how we should always be in prep mode for a possible, you know, catastrophe. And that's from his, you know, that's from his uh, training in the military where they're always thinking about, hey, you know, does, don't think that. I mean, we can be optimistic, but, like, you know, just always be prepared for, for some stuff that's going to go down, you know, possible. And, and what do you do? And, you know, sort of crisis mode. So I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool way to, to, to think about it. You I know, and then awesome. we got into like zombie apocalypse and stuff, and it was a <laughs> that okay. was an interesting conversation, um, to say the least. So, so you guys, so you're into, um, so into crypto, NFTs, um, and uh, and like trade agreements and the whole nine. Like, I mean, you're just sort of a, a renaissance man. What else do you do? Are you you a builder? Do you like to build things with your hands?
1: New. That is probably the last thing I do. I have terrible hand-eye coordination, and I'm not a handy guy. I, you know, I'm. I'm a. I. I like exercise, so I work out a fair amount and like to walk and have, you know, take regular, regular walks. And just getting out in nature, just being out where I can clear my head and kind of commune with myself. I, I also meditate and uh, study spiritual literature. I've been doing that for over 50 years. So that's probably my avocation, uh, The thing I do that I love to do for me is that.
0: Do you um, read other religious
1: books? I read lots of different stuff. My favorites right now are, I'm a big fan of Deepak Chopra. He's written some great books and he's coming from what he's saying is in alignment with what I understand us to be or what I understand the situation is that we're, how we're in the world. And I'm a fan of Dr. Sue Mortar who wrote Energy Codes. Uh, She's really got great stuff and um, I like a book called the, the way of mastery I'm studying right now and another one by Ernest Holmes called the science of mind
0: you'll have to uh, you'll have to send me these books I'm I'm, I'm an avid reader um, <laughs> energy energy codes talk to me about what energy codes is
1: okay excuse me I was gonna say here you go here's way of mastery boom <laughs> right on my <laughs> science of mind i'm not sure i can send this to you man <laughs> okay so energy codes um sue order posits that there is a central axis of light within us around which our chakras spin up okay and the chakras are seven chakras plus there's an eighth chakra which is kind of the beam of light and then there's more beyond that And she's, you try to come from inside yourself. Instead of being outer directed and your attention is all out here, it's pulled in. And if you can feel yourself as what I'm, my exercises I'm working on are understanding where the chakras are within my body and feeling the light move through them to sustain me, create the subtle body, create the gross body. And yet I am is, the statement that's operative on it and spiritually i know myself to be an eternal infinite being i'm not just jim uh, and you're not just armando you and i share being we have a oneness that goes all the way up to that which we call god and that is and my mom taught me that when i was a little kid when i was actually not a little kid but a teenager she became a christian science scientist when i was 15. And I understood from her that there's a difference between divine mind and mortal mind. And we think generally and experience our lives as mortals, but we are immortal beings. And we've, I have in myself, I know I have accepted the gift of eternal life and therefore I lead eternal lives. And so I've spun up Jim and I'm living as Jim this time but I've been a infinite number of beings just like you. And when we come together in meditation and in communion, the religious experience and the spiritual experiences of oneness with that which is greater than ourselves, that infinite eternal mind that creates everything. And it moves through the stuff to create matter. Which is how we then take form, and we're all reflections of that, so anyway i don't I don't want to bore you with all of that, but I'm not I bored by it at all, at all. I, I, feel I, I, about it.
0: I like the uh, I like that the, the the discourse so what what are your thoughts on like um multiverse and you know quantum physics and mechanics and things like that
1: I think personally I've thought about this a lot I spend. A fair amount of time thinking about eternity, thinking about myself as, okay, if I'm an inter, eternal, infinite being, what would that, what does that mean? How does that go? If I'm formless, you know, and I and somehow I'm a formless, intelligent, free being, but I got no body. Well, now how does that work? And I don't have the answer, okay? I don't have the answer, but I know it works. I've had, you know, I won't go into that, but I've had experiences that I can't describe in words that are good and felt right, felt like they were true insights into something that is more than myself, more than this body. So there you go. And um, Right, where well, we can't perceive it because we just can't see it. We can't experience it because we don't have a sensory apparatus and our mind, this mind is not wired in because the whole electromagnetic, look, here's the electromagnetic spectrum. And there's one point where there's visible light and all of the stuff where we can sense, and that's where we live. And there's lots of other points. And so there can be being at any point on that spectrum if you're the being that's creating everything. So there's other than us, and it's beyond us. Particle physics cannot, there's no unified theory of particle physics, which you ask about. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's because they don't include a variable for consciousness. And so they're trying, the scientists are trying to take God out of it and say, no, consciousness is not part of it. It's just stuff. And somehow there was an explosion from a single point, and that was the big bang, and it made all the stuff that's here. Where did that come from? There was a before and whatever it is that's before consciousness resides in and through and each of these universe each each of the Big Bangs is just an experiment in being it's an experiment in creation and we get to live with as part of God we share in that and that infinite formless being we make the stuff that allows us to take form and matter And this isn't the only universe. I think there, it could be. I think that's kind of silly. I think there's a lot of them. I think there's an infinite number and that infinite mind can do, you know, it's a mystery. My, My normal prayer, every day, not my will but thine be done, for of myself, I don't know what I'm doing. But Father, Mother, God knows, can do all things through me. So I'm trying to feel that and make that operative in the world so that I can bless my clients and bless my family and bless everything that happens around me. If I, if I get good at this, that's the end point. I'm trying to bring joy and happiness and laughter and good into the world. That's actually literally what I wanna do. There you go.
0: And along that, along that line of thinking, so if someone's purpose is to be good, Mm -hmm. And do good things. When you see somebody that's, you know, like just terrible, right? And 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 evil, is that their purpose? For Go ahead. For well, is that is that their purpose for this this life to teach someone else something? And is that a per is that does that matter? Like, you know, you think about, you know, you think about just how infinite the galaxies and the universes are and all of that, right? And it's just like we're so insignificant, but then we're also
1: so important, right? Well, yeah, we are important, and each one of us is important. I think there's a distinction between your purpose, that which God would have you do, and the choices you freely make to then operate in the world that you find yourself in. And why are we unaware of our connection to God? Why are we unaware of our purpose? Well, if we were wired into it, then our free will goes and it's gone. So we're just automatons. And so in order to have a real experience of being a free being, you have to be free to make your choices. And if there's only one right choice, then most of them are wrong. And I think a lot of what we're doing is, you know, trying to find out what the right choices are and slowly but surely evolve our consciousness to make better choices. And that's kind of what I think this is, It's just right. a training school. We're all in training, everybody, in the whole world.
0: Right. So we're in training school for what, though, you think, at the end? Like, what are we learning here for, for the... Um... Are, are, are we in, you know, are we in training for like a, a celestial battle that we don't even know about that we're oh, like, we're learning
1: sure. here. And that's what, all that's what the Hollywood stuff's about. I know. Right. You know, anytime you gotta have that dynamic conflict or you don't have a story. I kind of sort of think, honestly, if we're eternal infinite beings, I think we live in bliss and bliss is part of our actual inheritance. And there's a part of us that's always in bliss. But when you're in bliss, you're in stasis. You're not doing anything. There's no demonstration going on. And I think we choose to demonstrate that which we are, that we're a reflection of all that energy down into form. And we're trying to reflect that into the world and create a place where I think we're trying to evolve this human form to make a better home for our minds to then live here and have a better place. So how do we do that? Well, we turn from takers into gardeners, and we've nurturers and stewards, and we try to you know, help the natural world and and heal it. To be honest with you, I think our job is to heal. And we've made a mess of it, but that's okay. That's part of what we do because we look at what we've done technologically. The last 200 years has been a sea change. We're, we're at a tipping point now. We've had a big amount of change, particularly in technology, but also in our understanding of how everything works. And that's on purpose. And there's more of us in the world now than ever before. That's also, I think, in line with the, in alignment with whatever the purpose is. Do I know what it is? I'm not even gonna pretend to tell you. Dude, I'm trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing what's up to everybody else so, right. well, I don't got the answer except that I know that I'm here for good and for healing and for love and to laugh and to have joy and when the bad stuff happens work my way through it come at it positively I had both knees replaced I've been through long recovery things that I had to do And you know I'm happy anyway and I, I'm enjoying life anyway you know what I mean? So just you know, just do the best you can. What is the purpose? The purpose is to align yourself with God's will for you. And if you can come to that in some fashion, you're bringing light into the world and that's a healthy and good thing to do. And that's what I come to. That's as simple as I can say it.
0: I love it. I love it. Jim, uh, is there anything else you wanna talk about before we sign off?
1: Well, listen, I wanna do a shout out to my law firm. I gotta tell you that, uh, they have been awesome to me. Um Adrian Barmiller runs the firm. She is a wonderful lady. I retired from government in February of 2023 at the beginning of COVID. And I didn't have a job and I needed a job in retirement because my income was cut in half and I was still living on my old income when I did. So I called a friend of mine, I called a friend who hooked me up with her, one phone conversation and she hired me on the spot. I mean Wow, and she's in Dallas, and I'm here. So, and they've just been wonderful ever since. So, that's the kind of goodness that can occur in your life. It doesn't always, because I've had I have a lot of ugly stories too. But I don't want to go into them right now. But even with those, I've overcome, and here I am trying to go through a good thing. So that's all I got. There's lots more we could talk about, but I think that's enough for the day.
0: Very good. Jim, where can they find you if they wanted to find you?
1: Um, easiest reach me on my email, and that would be James. My name J A M E S at Brown Miller Law B R A U M I L L E R L A W brownmillerlaw.com, and that you want to follow up if you want, you know, some legal advice, you wanna ask me about what kind of crazy stuff are you talking about? <laughs> send me an email, I'm glad to hear.
0: You're you're a, a, a fantastic uh, guest, man. I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much
1: Armando. This has been a, a really fun experience and I hope it plays well for, you know, people find it interesting. Thanks for so sure. Much. Thank, thank you. Sir.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Spaghetti on the Wall. Uh, Brought to you by Leduc Entertainment for all of your social media, digital marketing needs, videos, podcasting. We got you. And you can catch Spaghetti on the Wall anywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music. You know where you can find us. And we'll be here next Friday. Thank you guys so much.